Welcome to Health Vibes Radio, conversations and ideas for optimal health and well-being in the modern era. You'll be joining your host, Nick Earl, as he interviews thought leaders and experts from around the world on a wide range of different topics related to living the healthiest lifestyle possible in this challenging modern environment. The goal here is to empower people by exploring things that aren't always openly discussed within the health and lifestyle community, thus sparking new ideas and opportunities for growth for our listeners. Welcome back, everyone. This is episode four of Health Vibed Radio, and in today's episode, I've got a very interesting interview with Lloyd Burrell, who runs a website called electricsense.com, and today's session, as you can see from the title, is all about EMFs and how they can affect us, the problems associated, and we're going to look at some of the, uh, Lloyd's going to discuss some of the the very relevant studies which you can go and look at um, because a lot of people don't actually believe this is a real problem and I'm referring to you know the amount of Wi-Fi in our culture today and all the electronic um, you know radiation that that is a result of all the technology that we're using so this is a really big topic and still something that I think needs to develop a lot in our culture so that's why I wanted to do this interview, and Lloyd is definitely very knowledgeable on this topic. Um, you're going to get a lot of resources uh, as into certain studies, which uh, you can go and look at um, if you want to learn more about this. And Lloyd's going to discuss, you know, his own story and also some of the common symptoms that come from um, EMF exposure. Um, and I think you're going to get a lot out of this interview. So. Uh, without further ado, I'll bring Lloyd on to the call. So I wanted to just thank you very much, Lloyd, for coming on the show. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here on Health Vibed Radio. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Pleasure to be here. Good morning. Or whatever, <laughs> a good day or whatever time it is yeah. with you. <laughs> yes. So you're actually in uh, France as we speak right now. Is that correct? That is correct. I'm in France. Uh, I just took my son to school. Um, well, not to school, but he's training to be a lifeguard, so I took him for that, and uh, it's actually 9.40 here in France, yes. Okay, excellent. Well, as some of my callers would know, I'm in Australia, so we're in a bit of a time difference, but glad we could connect this and make it happen, because I think you've got a lot of great information, and uh, it's going to help a lot of people. So, so I'll sort of go on with my first question. Um... I guess, firstly, as a good place to start, I think it might be helpful for those of our listeners who don't really know what EMFs or EMPs or those kind of things are, but might have heard the term but aren't really sure exactly what that is. Um, So, Lloyd, could you give us uh, your own personal version of of a definition of what EMFs are and a basic intro into the overall issues that they present? Sure. So... EMFs, electromagnetic fields, Um, these are very simply uh, invisible forces and really what I'm talking about when I say, when I talk about EMFs is man-made invisible forces because there are uh, actually EMFs which are present in in our environment which are 
natural EMFs. So I'm talking about, for instance, the magnetic field from the Earth's crust. And for instance, when lightning strikes, that's another natural EMF. And um, solar radiation, that's another uh, natural EMF. But what I'm actually talking about is um, is man-made, so non-natural EMFs. And really, though, though this, these fall into four categories. Um, so we have, um, or, or three broad categories, let's say then. So we have low frequency, uh, EMFs, which split off into electric fields and magnetic fields. And these low frequency EMFs are available, are really wherever you, wherever there is electricity or you have electrical devices, you have these low frequency EMFs. And it's, so it's to do with wired. So that's one part of it. Um, and so, uh, yes, yeah, so it's in, in homes, in offices, in schools. And also, um, another issue is power lines. They're another big, big source, um, of that kind of, uh, EMF. <clears throat> and then the other, um, category, which is, um, more and more talked about is what I call high frequency, which is radio frequency. Um, EMFs or radio frequency radiation and you'll see this is one of the problems with this topic is it's uh, it's a little difficult for people to get their head around it because there's a lot of technical terms so so it's high frequency so it's radio frequency radiation it's otherwise known as microwave radiation but where people understand this is when you're talking about the devices that create this uh, this kind of uh, EMF uh, and these devices are things like cell phones, cordless phones, Wi-Fi, uh, smart meters, um, and now you've got all these devices uh, which are coming on the market, uh, things like the Google Glasses, uh, the Fitbits, uh, things like that, obviously Bluetooth, and all, the, all these devices use this radio frequency radiation, so this high frequency EMF. And then the third category is what's called intermediary frequencies, which is little known of, uh, probably the less uh, well-known of the three categories. Um, and the, the, the more common term for these intermediary frequencies is dirty electricity. And dirty electricity is found uh, in most homes now because uh, so dirty electricity is actually is is a form of EMF which is in the kilohertz range, but it's found in most homes because we've we're introducing there's this been this race on really since about you know the 1970s. Uh, I remember this very clearly. One day we went to the petrol pump and there was no petrol there, and and that was the beginning of this uh, energy crisis, and that was the day that. Uh, companies, um, governments started looking to um, save energy and that is really the beginning of this kind of dirty electricity phenomenon because the way that we save energy is that we chop the current, uh, we chop the, the electrical supply and when we chop the electrical supply that creates perturbations and that creates this um, this dirty electricity. So that really is, an, is a, in, a, in a nutshell what this EMF thing is. Um, and then why why is it important? 
Because there are thousands of studies, thousands of studies, which link these exposures to all kinds of diseases. And um, there's, there's, but there's a disease and then there's the symptoms. So on the one hand, we've got the, the, the studies which are linking these exposures to these diseases, and there are many diseases um, so we're talking, uh, you know, there's been a, a, an exponential growth in cancers, uh, you know, melanomas, uh, lymphomas, breast <coughs> cancers, prostate cancers, in mm -hmm. autoimmune di diseases, um, things like um, 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 fibromyalgia, um, chronic fatigue syndrome, and also mm -hmm. in neurological disorders, uh, things like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. And multiple cirrhosis so there's been this exponential growth in all these diseases which ties in pretty closely with this exponential growth in the in wireless particularly in this you know one form of uh, electromagnetic field and so and but be, before the disease then there is there is often the symptoms and that's where um, I guess I would think and certainly that uh, some people, if not many people listening, have certain symptoms like um, prickly skin is a common one, um, particularly when you're using your cell phone, when you're around your computer. Um, hot head is another one, particularly on the cell phone, you know, a, a burning sensation around the around the ear. Difficulty sleeping. Um, heart resp and respiratory problems, uh, dizziness and disorientation, uh, tinnitus, a lot of people complain uh, of that, uh, tiredness, uh, joint pain, stomach pains, and the list goes on. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. There's, uh, this is a big, big issue, and um, obviously uh, the people do suffer these complaints, and I'm not saying everything we can put everything down to EMFs, but the studies are saying, you know, there is a very close cor uh, correlation, and it, the the evidence is very very strong. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of different things that could be caused by this this issue. So that's that's part of the problem, I guess, is boiling down. Um, is it coming from you know this electromagnetic pollution? If you have if you have some sort of symptoms. Well, the study, the studies are, you know, there is there is overwhelming evidence, and I guess somebody listening to this is thinking, well, yeah, but you know, there's so many, there's so many um, things now we've got to be careful of. There's so many, um, you know, pollutants in our environment. It's true there are, but at the same time, the the studies are out there for this particular one, and I know these, <laughs> this information is. Uh, for me, it's it's very very clear, but it's very clear to me because I actually experienced this firsthand. These you know these dangers firsthand, and that is yeah. really I'm not I'm talking about this not from an intellectual view uh, viewpoint. So I read the studies, but I only read the studies once I you know began to get the symptoms. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that kind of um, thank you very much for that kind of overview of what EMFs are and uh, I think that was very clear and detailed so that will really help a lot of people um, and what you were saying there leads on nicely to my next kind of question um, 
Your site uh, mentioned it here in the, in the introduction as well, but electricsense.com, I would say from my knowledge anyway, has become one of the cornerstone resources um, available on the internet for people who want to learn uh, about protecting themselves uh, from EMFs, what they are, everything to do with EMFs, and also, you know, want to learn uh, what can they do about this, uh, this issue. And so could you tell us uh, how it all came about, you know, uh, your story that led to the creation of the site and, and also mm. what you're up to now? Yeah. Well, how it came about, very simply, is I got sick um, one day in 2002. Um, I took myself out of my pocket. So at the time I was running um, a mobile home rental business uh, in France here. And uh, the cell phone was great. I'd only been using the cell phone for about five years. And it was wonderful because with the cell phone, I could I could uh, work on the park, work outside, and take calls at the same time. So I wasn't stuck in the office. Um, and so it was very liberating having this cell phone. And one day, February 2002, I, very, I remember very clearly, um, the cell phone rang, and I scrambled out from underneath I was doing some pipe work outside and I put the phone to my ear and I began to feel this strange sensation and I felt kind of disoriented and I got to the end of the call and I thought well that's that's kind of strange and I was feeling a little bit dizzy kind of seeing stars and put the cell phone back in my pocket didn't think anything of it and then it rang again because this was February and people you know people are ringing into uh, book for the summer and so there were periods like that when you know there was mm -hmm. there was um, quite a lot of um, calls and it, so it was never really me calling out it was people calling in and so I'd answer, I'd answer the phone again the second time and this time I felt this uh, very uh, clear strong uh, burning sensation uh, on the side of my head where I was holding the phone right next to my ear and within minutes, it felt like an electric drill was boring into the side of my head. It was that strong. It was that unpleasant. It was that unbearable. And so I kind of tried to carry on as best as I could <laughs> and not being a big one for going to the doctors. Uh, yeah. But um, I got myself around to the doctors pretty sharpish and um, the doctor who's a friend also, um, he kind of prodded and poked and took my blood pressure and everything else. And basically, he could find nothing wrong with me. Uh, but he was very sympathetic. And he was, he said, well, look, you know, uh, he said, it's stress. And I said, well, I said, Philip, it's, I'm not stressed. And I, you know, because I know what stress is, because in another life, I'm, uh, I trained to be a chartered accountant. You know what that is because you're in Australia. I think it's the same thing. So in the US, it's like a CPA. And that yep. was a really stressful time in my life. And I was living, we were living in London uh, with my wife. And um, I was working all hours. I was, so I got a pretty stressful job. I got overtime. Plus, I was studying to get through my chartered accountancy exams. And that was really stressful. Plus, I was doing a job that I hated um, and living in London <laughs> with the, you know, the rat race and yeah. everything else. So yeah. I knew what stress was. So when he said it was stress, um, 
for me it wasn't stress but at the same time I'm very open-minded and I try not to um, you know I when somebody tells them particularly somebody you know a learned person he knows his job and I trust him then I'm open to that and so he said look you know take take some time off and you know I'm sure you'll be fine so I took a week off went on holiday with the kids and for a week I was fine absolutely fine and the Monday morning got back into work the phone rang at like five plus nine or whatever it was and I put it to my ear the cell phone and boom there it was again and from there it was just a slippery slope down um, because it started with the cell phone and then because I couldn't really answer the cell phone anymore because it would you know we just started in a small business basically there was me and my wife so it was my wife who was uh, doing, you know, taking calls on the cell phone, and I started working again in the office, um, or working outside, but not with the cell phone. And so then I was working in the office, and then I started reacting to my uh, computer, um, and then I started reacting to my TV, and I started reacting when I was out in the car. Um, you know, I just was feeling unwell when I was uh, down the shopping mall. Um, when I was out at Friends, because it got Wi-Fi, it got cordless phones and everything, and mm. it got to a point where I couldn't even answer a regular corded landline without getting symptoms. I was that sensitive. I'd just become um, hypersensitive. Mm. And so going back to the doctor, and he was sending me off for scans and uh, went to a specialist, um, um, you know, neurologists, uh, head, throat, nose doctor here in France and all these different uh, specialists. And, you know, I mean, I remember going to a specialist, uh, a neurologist in La Rochelle and uh, I sat down in the chair and she, you know, I told her my story and everything. And she said, look, this is just not possible. I see all kinds of people in here. I see cleaning ladies. I see company directors. Uh, I, you know, I've been doing this job for 30 years and it's not possible what you're telling me, you know, cell phones cannot make you sick. And so, and, and so I kind of pretended I was okay for like two years and I just kind of tried to get on with uh, my life because, um, I didn't want any of this. I just wanted to get on with my life, um, which just sort of was rather a nice go life. Away, I guess. Yeah, I just wanted the things to go away, but yeah, uh, yeah, it was rather a nice life. I was I was kind of living the dream because we'd left London, the rat race and everything, and that's our irony of the thing. It was I thought I was living a healthy life, you see, and I wasn't uh, because you know I was living in France and uh, the, you know the food's very great. It's great here, uh, the French cuisine. Everybody knows the French cuisine, and I was I thought I was looking after myself. Uh, I was working out, you know, jogging down on the beach. Um, and you know, great um, home life. Um, so at that time, we got what well, one? Uh, uh, no, we got both kids, both kids. So happily married. Um, just uh, recently moved into my own property. Business was doing well. Just everything was going great. And then boom, this came. You know, hit me just out of the blue. And so, yeah, two years of that, of this really just getting worse and worse and worse and pretending I was okay. And actually, I thought I was going crazy because this was 2002 and there was the, the there was no information on this. 
So, and I couldn't really spend time on the internet to try and figure out what was going on. And the internet wasn't like it is today. So in the, today it's very yeah. open space where information is clear and you can see, you know, when there are uh, websites that are offering uh, clear and um, honest information. And But in those days it wasn't like that. Um, and so I really thought I was going crazy up until one day, uh, it was like two years later, I... Uh, was reading an article in my in the in the newspaper which I used to receive uh, via the post the, the Daily Telegraph and there was an article in there about a guy who was who couldn't use his cell phone who couldn't use a computer who had to dictate things to his secretary who dr- who drove around in like a clapped out old car and he the only way he could get sleep at night was by turning off the electricity and I thought wow that's me. <laughs> I've got the same thing as this guy. And they put a name on it in the article and they called it electrical sensitivity. And really, that's how it all started for me uh, with this sickness. And um, and then I became so once I sort of so I spent two years pretending it wasn't there. And then I really got serious about dealing with it. And that's what I then did for something like, uh, well, which I'm still doing today, if you want, but which I kind of um, pretty much uh, accomplished, um, took me the, the best part of 10 years. Um, just wondering, like, is there a way uh, to know, like, who's at greater risk from EMF exposure um, in terms yeah. of, you know, people seeing symptoms? Um affecting their ability to live a normal life do you think it's something that's genetically based or do you just think it's like you know maybe someone's if someone's health is uh maybe a little bit battered at the time and then they have too much emf exposure you think it's like kind of a chance thing or i'm just curious about that um well there is let's let's uh talk about this first so there's there's certain um there's certain um, categories of the population which are more risk than others that we do know and re- and this is really important what I'm saying here that people get this <laughs> is and the, the category of the population which is most at risk Nick is children are children okay the kids our kids are most at risk and you know the the the, the studies tell us this very 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 clearly and the reason why is because, um, you know, children are not just small adults. So um, their uh, immune systems are still developing. Their nervous systems are still, still developing. Their bones are thinner. So their skulls are thinner. So if, when they, if, if they're using a, fel- uh, a cell phone, God forbid, and they shouldn't be using a, a cell phone, small children. They should not be using a cell phone. But if kids are using a cell phone, then it's actually closer to the brain because of the thickness of the skull. And every millimeter counts. Okay, every millimeter counts. So there's a whole load of reasons why children are more uh, vulnerable and um you know we've got uh, there was a, a study out last year which using very sophisticated um computer um uh, imaging techniques uh, found that children can absorb twice as much cell phone radiation as adults twice as much okay so this is super important and one of the um Best visuals uh, I've seen on this is uh, from a study which is like 20 years old now, but it shows 
it shows um, uh, the penetration into the brain of cell, of, of cell phone radiation cell phone radiation for an adult, uh, for a ten year old, and for a five year old. And you can see in terms of the, it's like uh, in terms of colours, okay, in terms uh, uh, it's shown uh, in like blues and reds, and uh, and you can see it goes like about a third into an adult's brain. And you can see it covers about half of a 10-year-old's brain. And you can see in a 5-year-old's brain, it practically fills it. And that's, that's quite what, scary, yeah. Yeah, and that, is, and that is why, of everything I'm saying here today, if you just remember, if you just get this, if you've got children or you're a grandparent or, you know, or if you're going to have kids then it's super, super important uh, to, to understand this. And this information is coming out. You know, we've got uh, people uh, like the American Association of Pediatrics who are all over this now. Um, and there's lots of um, uh, different um, institutions, uh, non-governmental, sadly. Not many governments are behind this, uh, but uh, non-governmental institutions and associations uh, which are really... Uh, hooking onto this, and the other uh, category of person is is pregnant mothers. Uh, again, because uh, it, when when women are pregnant, we know that their immune systems uh, are uh, affected; they're not as uh, protected as 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 they normally would be. And you know, we've got study uh, one study by uh, Dr. Klinghart, who's uh, looked at this whole EMF question, um, who's who's been able to determine that just by looking at the mothers, the pregnant mothers living conditions in terms of is she living in Wi-Fi and what are, you know, what are her EMF exposures, they're able to predict if the child will have autism or not. Mm, wow. You know, yeah. I mean, this is... <laughs> I wouldn't be this, surprised. I mean, I've always thought this there is would be the, a there's so much information. And then the third category is elderly people. Elderly people are, are particularly vulnerable too. But then you say, so you say to me, you know, is it the like certain people? You know, why why me, for instance? Why me? Well, yeah, I don't exactly know why me, and um, uh, ex Precisely, I don't know. Really, nobody really has a precise uh, answer to that question because statistically, we know that more women are affected by this uh, than men. Um, but what my my theory is the following, and it's not something I invented again. Uh, it's something that uh, I learnt about um, um, through uh, a lady called Doc, Dr. Doris Rapp, who's um, uh, um, um, a leading uh, humanitarian and she developed this theory what I, I call it the, the toxic barrel and that's to say you're born and your toxic barrel is empty so when, when I say barrel I mean like beer barrel or wine barrel so you've got you've got this imaginary barrel you're born toxic barrel toxic barrels empty and then as you go through life and maybe first thing is your mother gives you the milk in that bottle, which is not made of, uh, it's not got uh, bisphenol A now in it, uh, but, uh, you know, so it's not a plastic bottle, but uh, it's it's got chemicals in that milk already uh, because you're not being breastfed. So maybe that's the first, you know, what a major uh, 
um, pollutant. Um, and then as you go through life, there's all these different um, pollutants and toxins which you're uh, exposed to. So air contamination, um, indoor pollutants like um, formaldehyde and uh, solvents and, uh, you know, what comes out, carpets and glues and all that kind of thing. Um, and then uh, pollution in the water that you drink, uh, pollution, you know, in the food that we're eating, uh, pesticides and fertilizers, all that kind of thing. Uh, biological it's pollution. It's a much more, way more toxic world since the Industrial Revolution, basically, especially the it last, is. would you say, uh, 50 or so, so there's, since the there's 50s. All, there's all these the... toxins going on, and a big and a big one yep. is is also um, is mental toxins and emotional toxins, and that's why you know when the doctor said to me stress, so yeah, there can there can be mental toxins there and emotional toxins. In fact, even when everything seems to be you know okay, you can still have mental toxins and emotional toxins stuff going on. But the the emotional element is a big big one, and even the the, the CDC, the Center for Disease Control in the states, says 85% of all disease is wholly or partly attributable to emotional issues. 85%. So that's a big one. And then on top of that, what we've had in the last uh, 10 to 20 years is all these electromagnetic fields. And what we know is, what we know is, what the studies are telling us is that this kind of uh, synergistic effect between um, these EMFs and these other toxins. So when, so, so the synergy means instead of 2 plus 2 equals 4, is 2 plus 2 equals not 10, not 20, but maybe a hundred or a thousand. That's how powerful it is. And so that, that to me explains why this is all happening now and, you know, why certain people, uh, perhaps more, uh, affected the, than others. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, that's, I think that's, yeah, it's just like there's so many toxic, uh, different elements to toxicity these days and, I think it's becoming more of a problem, unfortunately, but uh, luckily the awareness of that aspect is growing. Um, and where, you know, with people like yourself doing such great work, putting out the information about EMFs, hopefully we can start to change our habits. And I think that's a big part of it is just uh, living a lifestyle with good habits and, and having the, the awareness uh, of what, you know, the things you're talking about as well. So. Um, so this is a question that I really wanted to ask you because I've come up against a lot of skepticism, uh, talking to people about EMFs, you know, some people are kind of open-minded to it and I'm sure you, you can relate to this one in what you do. Um, there's so many people that just kind of brush it off as, oh yeah, you know, there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people who say there's no science behind it and you and I know <laughs> that's, that's not true, but what do you, how do you, uh, how do you go about talking to someone who is a bit of a skeptic and, you know, someone who maybe you, you care about, a family member, or how do you convince them or get them at least to sort of open their mind about mm. the cumulative risks of high EMF exposure and, you know, mm. Wi-Fi and all these things? Well, well my secret is this, <laughs> is I don't go around like some kind of religious fanatic preaching this down people's throats you know i don't go and ram this down th people's throats in fact i don't even talk about this day to day this is something and i think that's partly just who i am um you know when i got sick you know people uh are you okay yeah i'm okay great i wasn't okay hell was i was not okay <laughs> but i was still okay you doing okay yeah 
Oh, but yeah, what's your health like? Okay, let's talk about it. You see what I mean? So it's not I'm hiding it. It's just I don't want to be that person who's going around moaning about this. Um, and um, the what I do is I do not try, I do not go around, you know, day to day, in my day to day life, trying to convince people about this. The only time I really kind of talk about it when it's um, not solicited from me is when when I either see kids using phones or we're talking about kids and phones and, and, and laptops and computers and tablets and all that kind of thing. Uh, that's the only time I will kind of uh, wade in. But otherwise, uh, it's just really kind of tiresome to try and convince people about these dangers. What I much prefer, and that's why I got my website, and that is really the place where I can just talk about this to my heart's content because I do actually uh, enjoy talking about this and because it's important because I just, you know, I can see and feel uh, how important it is. Again, because it's something that I've actually felt. I've experienced this very intense electrical hypersensitivity. And believe me, when you've experienced this thing, this thing, it's, you know, it really, uh, it took over my life. And I could not, you know, I got up in the morning and it felt like I hadn't had a night's sleep. And wherever I went, I just felt crap all day long. I got this, you know, I got this headache, which was like, not like a headache, more like a hangover. It was like having a permanent hangover. And wherever I went, you know, even in my own home, I couldn't seem to get better. Um, and so when you've been through that, uh, you trying to convince people that um, that this thing is dangerous. No, I don't do that. So I've got the website and people come to me, find the website, they're looking on the internet, whatever, and they're looking for solutions. And that's what my website's about. So about solutions. So it's about the dangers, uh, explaining what the dangers are and, and about the solutions. So it's more about the solutions than anything else. But if I was to try and convince somebody <laughs> To answer your question, um, I'd say to them, listen, there, there, there's, I tell them my story because that's what people connect with is people's stories. Um, and so I tell them my story and I'll tell them what I went through. And then I, and then they said, well, yeah, but there's no studies. Well, so well, actually there are quite a lot of studies and really, I mean, there's so many studies on the dangers of this. I mean, even since electricity began, We've got there were some very simple studies done by Tesla, <laughs> which showed that this this thing that which they invented was dangerous. So even since you know the 1800s, there's been studies on this, and obviously the studies have got more rigorous. And yeah. since the 1930s, post-war with with inter, you know when radar was invented, there's then there's been a lot of studies there and um, a lot of uh, epidemiological studies as well, people like Dr. Sam Millam who've done studies on this, um, and there's a lot of uh, very uh, clear correlations between disease and these EMFs. And so, and then you've got what's actually, uh, so you've got some places where you can go and read about these studies, and one of them is the Bioinitiative Report, which is a kind of meta-study. It brings together um, actually, the, fir the first edition was in 2007, and it reviewed like 1,400 studies. Uh, it was the 14 uh, eminent scientists from around the world who reviewed 1,400 studies on this, 
and um, this came, they published this in the form of a 600-page report. It was published again in 2012. There it was like a 1,400-page report, so great big thick thing, um, full of studies on this, which reviewed the 2,000 studies in the intervening period between the 2007 report and when it was written. So that's how many studies there are. There are Sorry, Lloyd, could you repeat the name of that meta-study? So it's, it's called the Bio-Initiative Report. And you can go to uh, bioinitiative.org uh, to see that. It's a free download. And um, it's been, uh, I say, it, it, it's uh, 14 independent studies in the initial version. And uh, it, this is this is leading scientists, independent scientists, who've pulled this information together. Okay, so that's that's a great resource. And the other thing to look at is in 2011, the World Health Organization, which is massively conservative, which is massively influenced by the cell phone industry, which has got massive amounts of money. Okay, so in 2011, the 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 World World Health Organization classified cell phone radiation as a class two, a possible class two B carcinogen. Okay, so that's that is something already. So it's we already you know we already know that cell phone radiation, this radio frequency radiation, this radiation which uh, if you use it, if you're wearing a Fitbit, it's using that. Uh, if you've got a smart meter, it's got that. If you've got Wi-Fi, um, if you're using a cordless phone, this radiation is being classified as possibly carcinogenic. Okay. Um, and then there's just so many studies uh, beyond that. And, and for instance, last year, uh, there was a $25 million study published by the National Toxicology Program uh, in the US. And, you know, that study basically proves that cell phone radiation increases cancer risk. And so really the, the, the evidence is very clear. The evidence is out there. And it just, you know, if I, like I say, well, you don't believe me about this? Well, go and read what it says in your cell phone user manual, okay? And even in the cell phone user manual, you will see that there are warnings in there. So the manufacturers of these devices, they're actually putting warnings in there. You know, for instance, the iPhone, you're supposed to use the iPhone a minimum of 15 millimeters from your head. Okay. Yeah, and how many people actually do that? How many people actually do that? So this is the thing. So cell phones come with warnings. You know, I mean, how many products do you know that come with warnings like this? And then when you look at the science, you realize, well, wow, yeah, there are warnings because this thing's actually lethal. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so it's it's scary stuff, but I'm, I'm glad to hear about all these new studies coming out. And it's been a little while since I've looked into that side of things uh, to hear about these massively funded and also WHO studies is, is a very good sign. Would you recommend also the website Power Watch? I think it's power watch. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, so Power Watch, uh, a chap called Alistair Phillips, who's a fellow Brit, is behind that. Great guy. Uh, partly electrically sensitive as well. Electrical engineer. 
Um, and yeah, it's just a massive, 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 massive studies uh, on there. So it's a different kind of approach to mine because mine's more sort of, uh, well, it's more about me because uh, I figured that for people to, for people to really get a handle on this, they needed to identify with somebody or something or, and so yeah, I made it about me and it's more of a, a personal approach and it, you know, the videos and stuff and it's more sort of broad appeal. Uh, whereas the Power Watch, if you're interested in studies, that is the place to go. Yeah, I think I think your approach really uh, speaks to a lot of people, and a lot of people can connect with that. So I think it's great that you've you've done it that way. And that was, I think, that's one of the reasons I was, you know, when I when I came across your website, I actually looked at it for longer than thirty seconds because quite often the studies and and all that, you know, it's great when you get into it, but it can be a little bit overwhelming and also. Uh, yeah, a little bit kind of brain numbing sometimes as well. So it's nice to have that personal uh, approach that you had. Um, so moving on to a little bit more about the maybe sort of zooming out a bit to the bigger picture. Mm. Um, obviously, you're living in, in France yourself and have for some time. And I know mm. that, uh, you know, France, for example, has had laws against Wi-Fi and nursery schools yeah. since since January tw- 2015, I believe. Um, yeah. How do you see uh, this affecting the rest of the world? And uh, are there any good news developments <laughs> taking shape for similar kind of laws in other countries that you know of? You know, it's very it's very slow. It's there's there's. Um, in, in Israel, I know that uh, there are developments. Um, in Argentina, I know that there are developments earlier this year. I, heard, I don't know if the bill's gone through, but they were talking about um, a, a bill uh, which would prevent towers being put near like hospitals and schools and, you know, cell phone towers, uh, hospitals and schools and uh, sporting cultural facilities, that kind of thing. Um, but no, it, it, there, there, are, there are developments, but it's... Um, it's very slow to come about, you know, and uh, there are a lot of um, inequalities between different countries. So you've got um, you've got um, because because the there there is uh, there are standards which are supposed to protect us, but the problem is that the standards the the safety standards. All that they are protecting us from is a thermal heating effect. That's to say, if because because like uh, cell phones and Wi-Fi and that kind of thing, um, they um, they use a form of radiation which is called non-ionizing radiation. So it doesn't have the frequency, it doesn't have the energy to break bonds from molecules, break bonds in molecules. Okay, and so and the higher up the scale is the ionizing radiation, which is things like gamma radiation, X-ray, all that kind of thing. What you find in, in nuclear fusion, and so the argument has been that this non-ionizing radiation that somehow this is kind of a some kind of magical dividing line where uh, this non-ionizing radiation is perfectly safe as long as it doesn't actually like boil your skin, which is actually crazy yeah. because yeah. because because the studies are showing that there's all these adverse biological effects. You know, like what it's doing to our uh, the blood-brain barrier. You know, this this protective sheath which is uh, protecting your brain, supposed to protect your brain. So we know it damages. We've known this since the 1970s. 
that it that it harms your your, your blood. there is you know dozens of studies just on that and yet we're putting you know we've got these cell people are putting these cell phones next to their ears so it damages the blood brain barrier it uh, it impacts uh, DNA um, it uh, it affects the cell membranes um, and uh, there are just you know so many there's a cascade of of, of uh, different effects uh, adverse biological effects. Um, and yet uh, the standards don't protect us from any of that. And so you've got places like uh, the U.S., which the standards basically do nothing at all. And then you compare that with places like Austria, where the standards are something like 10,000 times, yeah, 10,000 times more rigorous. <laughs> and so it's, it's just kind of... Um, it's sometimes it's beyond beyond comprehension, really, uh, because the the, the 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 discrepancies are so great between uh, these standards, um, and so yeah, um, things are changing, uh, but it's very 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 slow. Yes, and unfortunately, I would guess it has a lot to do with economic, re- you know, money reasons, basically, and. Um, because let's be honest, at the end of the at the end of the day, these these products and these services, uh, you know, it's a massive industry. So it's a massive industry, Nick. Massive, massive. Yep. You know, smartphone sales um, around the world in in 2016, something like 400 billion, 400 billion. Um, so there is so much money. That's just in one year. Um, it's a couple so these, of pennies. Say again. I said it's a couple of pennies. Exactly. <laughs> so there's a lot of money at stake here. There's a lot at stake. Um, and so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, this is going to take time. But things are changing, you know, and I've really seen this over the last couple of years particularly. Well, I was going to ask you, what do you think the biggest challenge is in terms of making, you know, new legislation, etc., cetera, uh, and government policy? And I guess maybe we already answered that question. Do you think it's basically... Uh, governments need to, um, you know, get well, the companies in line, the, and yeah. the governments will only do things if you know it's going to be consumer-driven, if you want. Um, and it's, so the change is going to come from grassroots, and that's where the change. And really, the internet's a big part of that. And there are a lot of uh, movements now, um, a lot of um, initiatives. Uh, one in recent initiative which I supported, gave a personal donation to, was. Uh, something called the Generation Zapped, and I encourage you to go and look at that. So Generation Zapped, it's a movie, it's uh, a documentary which uh, is seeking funding on Kickstarter. There's a trailer on YouTube, and it's made by a lady called Sabine, who I interviewed um, about two weeks ago, and she's a mother of three, and basically she put two and two together. She was getting these kind of pins and needles when she was holding a cell phone. She started doing the research and she thought, oh my God, you know, I've got three kids and, you know, this is just horrific. And she's a filmmaker. And so she decided to make a film. And she's seeking, Great. as we speak, about, she needs about another $25,000 as we speak uh, uh-huh. to finish this film. So it's called Generations Act. And it's things like that, uh, you know, initiatives like that. Another one is uh, Take Back Your Power, uh, which Josh Del Sol, who's another filmmaker. Because, again, it's um, people need to be kind of, uh, you know, kind of shook out of their, um, uh, you know, they need they need to be really 
woken up about this and it needs to be kind of hard hitting and so uh you know movies can do this um unfortunately people dying can do this and you know people getting sick uh, like celebrities uh, that's really where I think we're going to get, you know, a bit like with the Michael J. Fox, what happened where, with the, the, the Parkinson's. He kind of put that on the map. You know, he went to the Senate and uh, to the American Senate and he, he did his presentation and and that enabled Parkinson's, uh, you know, to be to be um, a lot of funding to go into that. And um, and so really that's what we need. <clears throat> there are there has been a few um kind of semi-celebrities who, you know, for instance, uh, Gro Harlem Brundtland, who's a former PM of Norway, head of the World Health Organization. She's electrically sensitive. There are rumors about other people being, uh, other celebrities uh, being uh, electrically sensitive, like John Travolta. Um, and uh, it's from, it's from flying Gaga, all those jumbo jets. There's one or two stories going on about that, but there's nothing really, there's nobody sort of had their coming out about this. No celebrities kind of had their coming out about this. But I think that's where change is going to come and from the grassroots. Uh, but it's going to be it's going to be tough because the cell phone industry uh, yields so much power. And, you know, like what's happening there here with AT&T and Time Warner. I mean, AT&T, AT&T, you know, cell phone company basically buying out Time Warner you know, Time Warner, who are Time Warner, um, so they're making movies, and all, they also own CNN and, 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 and a lot of uh, media companies. I mean, that's going to be bad news in the sense that it's they've got so much power um, that they're going to be, you know, the cell phone companies, is gonna, they're already controlling the media, but they're actually owning the media. You know, that's a, 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 you know, a, a massive, massive, kind of, a massive, massive company if it goes through, which is owning the media, which is, you know, really controlling the message that the, the masses are hearing. And so that's, that's, that's the, the kind of challenges. But yeah, I'm confident this, this is going to, this is going to happen. Good news. Well, I'm going to be uh, watching out on your website for any developments. Do you post uh, news and stuff like that? Latest? Uh, uh, well, I guess if a it's little, relevant to a the little. message. Or, Actually, yeah. really, what I post is... Um, what I post... It's, it's about solutions, you see. And so um, yeah. Yeah. I, it's impossible. There's so much going on here all the time. Um, and so it's about solutions and supporting, so you know, supporting things which are going to change. And so that's why I supported Generation Zapped, for instance. And I've, there's somebody actually, there's a forum on my website, and uh, there's a guy called Peter there, and he does kind of weekly updates on everything which is happening. Uh, and uh, again, you know, the the basically all the information is free. Uh, it's all free to you know. So um, the, the, there is so much information. It's just a, uh, really a question of taking the time uh, to go and look at this. And you won't take the time unless you know people don't take the time unless they get it, unless they understand. Mm-hmm. Just and, and quite often they won't take the time, and unless quite often people won't take the time unless they unfortunately get sick or someone they love gets sick unfortunately so that's the way it usually works but um yeah i think you've you've created a bit of a treasure trove of of resources there um speaking of which just very quickly where would you recommend you know obviously your website electricsense.com is there any particular area or link on you know the nav bar of that website that you would suggest people go to just for a quick overview or well what i what I say to people is um, 
is is to subscribe to my um, to get my free report because that tells you the free reports I've got an EMF protection free report which is free as the title says and really? that subscribe <laughs> yeah and that subscribes you to my newsletter and when you're on that then you get you get the updates and you get sent the most important information um, and according to your circumstances and that is it's evolving all the time and so I ask a question are you um, are you symptomatic or are you just health conscious so you've got people who are symptomatic who are you know being affected by these MFs and that's so I give one lot of information and then if people are um, just health conscious then it's something slightly different um, and so I really try and address people's concerns uh, about this and uh, about you know and, and once you've kind of got it and then you know that it's dangerous then it's okay what do I do you know what do I do about it and that's really what I'm all about is the what do I do about it which is a big 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 question <laughs> but there are solutions and I'm living proof that there are solutions because here I'm you know sat in front of my computer talking to you uh, quite happily feeling no symptoms at all and uh, you know basically I'm symptom free now and uh, so there are solutions and um, there are people like me, not that many, but there are, and I've interviewed a few of them, who also um, overcome uh, these um, very uh, challenging uh, symptoms. So, yeah, it is possible. And uh, but, yeah, the first thing is to go, you know, to and an, an, to Electric Sense or somewhat but anyway whether it's my website or another website is you know get wise on this and particularly if you've got kids uh, you know uh, get look into this look into this and start taking tips uh, start taking action already to protect yourself and protect your children absolutely yeah and um, I think that's a great a great way to finish up and you've given some excellent resources there so thank you for that um, yeah, there is a lot to learn and, and it's probably something that most people need to kind of take in a little bit at a time because <laughs> it's, you know, it's a big topic as you know very yeah. well. Um, so yeah, I, I want to thank you very much, Lloyd, for coming on the call. It's been really yeah. good and um, I really hope that people do check out your your website and get more information and as as you said, sign up to the, uh, the free list. That's a great way to do it. Um, any final thoughts or anything you want to mention at the end or well I think um, I think I've pretty much said it all <laughs> I've done my rant um, but yeah it, it's um, uh, I get I guess uh, just make your own mind up about this so if you listen if you listen if you've got to this point in the interview then already your curiosity must be peaked so uh, like I say, it's not about me. It's not a personal thing. Um, it's about really the most important thing is that people are aware of this and start, and start taking steps uh, to protect themselves. That's that's all that really matters. And, and, you know, that's why I'm doing this. That's it. As you said, grassroots and work our way up from there. And I think that is happening. So it's good to see. Um, so, yeah, I want to thank you very much, Lloyd, for coming on the call. And... Um, being on Health Vibed Radio, yeah. and I look forward to sort of keeping in touch with what you're up to. And um, yeah, thanks again. Yeah, well, thank you, Nick. Thanks for the invitation, and good luck. Good luck with your your podcast. Thank you very much, Lloyd. We'll we'll be in touch anyway. So talk to you soon. Okay. Take care. 
Thanks for listening to this episode, guys. I just want to mention that if you want to find the show notes to this episode, you can find those on the website at healthvibed.com forward slash pod zero four. So that's forward slash pod zero four. And everything you need to know regarding what we've discussed in this particular interview uh, will be noted there. Uh, Stay tuned for the next episode and thank you for listening. Take care. Just before you go, please remember the disclaimer for the podcast. The materials and content discussed within the podcast are the opinions of host Nick Earl and of the guests interviewed. This information is intended as general information only for listeners of the podcast. Listeners should always seek professional advice and the content and opinions expressed in the podcast should never be construed as a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.